Hi, thank you for being here. For those of you who are new to me, um, if this is your first time tuning into one of my workshops or webinar or like this, just an open discussion. My name is Shua Allegra. I'm the founder of Grace and Hope Consulting. And um, as for my professional background, I am a counselor, life coach, um, consultant. I also write and publish. I keep busy. Um, but things like emotional wellness and personal development are things that are very close to my heart. So when all of this started, um, so all of this started, that was the first thing that started tugging my heart. It's like, how's this? Oh, there goes my light. <laughs> it's like, how's this affecting people? How is this going to affect all of us? Not only we all find ourselves in you know, it's, it's one thing, I was telling someone else just yesterday, I said it's one thing to be home because I'm used to working from home, getting a lot of things done from home, but I, I used to be home in my own terms, right? Now being home because we're, you know, quarantined to be home, we're forced to be home is a totally different story. And then uh, being home when everything else is closed, it's not fun either. Like moving for my kids, they're used to spending all summers at home with me, but we could go to library, we could go to the stores, we could go, I mean, so the stores are still open, but we can't just freely go, you know, hang around Walmart because I want to look at the toys. <laughs> we can't just do that anymore. Um, but we used to go to the pool, we used to, you know, go to a lot of the parks and museums around here. So although we spend a lot of time at home, we had the flexibility and the um, access to a lot of resources in the community. And all of this been just obviously shut down, right? Because we're trying to prevent the spread of the virus. And, you know, I get all that. We all need to be healthy. But it does impact us. Even with those of us who already were struggling with emotional stuff, this just kind of makes things a little harder. For even for people who were not struggling with emotional stuff, then this is stress that all of us are dealing with. And we might be dealing with this stress at a different level. Let me take this. I was outside and it was actually cold outside. And now I'm inside. I'm like, I don't need a scarf. Um, so yeah, what I was trying to say is that the stress that we're all dealing with, it might be all caused by the same events, by this virus, but when you think about it, we're all being affected at different levels. Some of us now are able to, are required to work from home, but they still kind of have a reliable paycheck, right? But just the transition of working from home is an adjustment and it can create a lot of stress when you have kids around, you know, it's the same year. And some of us, maybe we're not able to work at all. Some people have been laid off that I even know, know personally, and that created an extra stress. Not only the stress that, you know, this pandemic is happening, but then the stress will, or livelihood being affected. And then the stress of how do I take care of my family, right? And then I think with all the, everyone that I got a chance to, um, to talk to recently, whether it's through my sessions or just, you know, checking with people online, a lot of people are saying that thing what affects us most is that it's just the unknown. It's not knowing when all this is going to end. Right. It's as I, I, here in PA, we started, I think it was a week and a half ago. Um, looking at my calendar here. Yeah. So on the 14th of March, I remember I was at a meeting and then I got a call from our school district saying that school, you no know, schools are going to be closed at least into the 30th. So it was like two weeks. We're like, okay, two weeks. We have an idea. We'll deal with this. You know, it's two weeks. And then on last Friday, the 20th, we got a call saying, hey, come get, no, come pick up iPads at school because we're going to switch to uh, online education. I'm like, okay, this is going to be longer than we realized. So I'm like, okay, we'll pick up the iPad. So we go get in the car, get, pick up the iPad. And then yesterday we got to get the call. Well, now the school's going to be closed into April 14th. We're like, okay, this is now going to be at least a month. And because of, again, how things have been progressing, nobody has control of, over any of this. We're all doing the best we can. You know, whether it's a government or it's, or it's the, you know, schools or, or you know, even if it's your job, we think about your, think about, um, you know, different businesses and managers having to make decisions to lay people off. And it's hard. I even heard a pastor this Sunday saying how for, in the same church, he had one person, you know, uh, one person being devastated because they cannot go to work. And then they have someone else who had to lay off 125 people because of, this virus. So again, we're dealing with stress at, at different levels, but we can all agree that this is a stressful time. So if you are dealing with stress right now <laughs> or anxiety, and you know, I just want you to in the comment, just put one that you were all in this together. And it's not to say, oh, look at so and so is dealing strong with it, but it's kind of prove a point that all of us are dealing with this. It might be at different levels, but all of us are dealing with this. Yes, thanks, Kathy. All of us. 
So, and if you're in the room, um, in the Zoom room, I also want to say that I'll be sharing some tips for parents, you know, for those of us who have kids at home, how to help them cope with this. Because it's hard, it's hard enough for us, we can read the information and we can try to process it as adults, but think about our kids. This is even a bigger unknown for them. So we'll talk about all of that. Now, before I die, I, I have some notes, some things I want to make sure that I cover, but I also want to really um, make sure that I get to your questions or things that you might be personally struggling with, suggestions that you need. Um, so if there's anything, as I'm talking right now, if there's anything that right now you think, look, at, I'm, I'm struggling about this, so I'm wondering this, so how can I deal with something that's specific to your situation? Please, please, please post it in the comment, or if you don't want to put it in the, in the group chat, actually, at when you open the chat box, when it says two and it says everyone, there's a little blue arrow. If we click on that, you can send it to me directly. Then I can still answer the question here in, in the group and um, nobody knows that the question came from you. So if you want, if it's something that's very personal, you don't want people to know that it came from you, you can still use the chat box. Just address the message to me personally and then I'll cover that here. Are we all good on that? Any questions so far? Make sure I don't miss anything. Okay, I have the chat box open here. Okay. I'll keep checking the chat box as I speak just to make sure that I don't miss anyone. All right, awesome, guys. I think when your lady's here. <laughs> so, one thing that we are when we go through life events like this where it's out of our control and there's, you know, we, it, it's so unpredictable and the situation is very fluid. Well, often what happened, we can tell ourselves that, you know, we'll get through this. We're verbally telling ourselves this, but then physically our body is reacting to the stress that we're under. You know, can I get an amen, right? You're like, I got this, I got this. And then before you do it, like you're getting all these headaches that you can't get rid of, Tylenol and I leave or just not cutting it, right? Or you're losing sleep and it's like, I took my melatonin, I'm still not sleeping. This is not working. You know, so sometimes it's, you know, a body, you know, not sometimes, always, a body, you know, really feels all the things that we might be feeling emotionally or mentally. So I want you even during this time and moving forward um, to always, always, always be in, you know, checking in with yourself. And when you feel like you're feeling a little out of balance or just like, oh, out of sorts, check in with yourself. Take that moment, wait a minute or two. Ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? What might be causing this? When did this start? Sometimes if you, if you can't pinpoint like what's actually triggering the, the triggering your feeling at that moment, trying to trace back to when it started. So many times when people do that, they're like, okay, I couldn't figure out why I was so agitated. But I remember it started when I was hearing someone, you know, at office talking about something that was just unpleasant. I maybe sometimes you can be so dis distant from the situation, but it affects you for the rest of the day and you don't want that. So one, one um, suggestion and recommendation that I'll have for all of us is to really, really check in with yourself. Making, just making, taking the time, if it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes, even if in the bathroom, you know, we all go to the bathroom, right? If you can want to make that mental note, every time I'm in the bathroom, that'll be the time for me to check in with myself. See how I'm feeling. What do I need right now? If, you know, have, who can help me right now? Who can I reach, reach out to? So uh, that's one thing. Make sure you're checking yourself. So with stress, if so, maybe you're feeling, well, I don't think I'm stressed. I think I'm heading this way. Here are just some things that might come up as you're feeling, as stress is hitting your body. You know, so for some of us, it's increased energy. Some of us become busy bodies when we're stressed out we, because we just want to keep busy so we don't think about the stress. Or sometimes we're like, I don't think I'm stressed, but then you're baking 12 pies, right? <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you had a mom or a grandma like that, right? That was my grandma. You go come over, like she's, she's fine, but then she's cooking all these meals and feeding you into it. Like, I can't eat anymore, grandma. That's enough, right? So some people, it's the reverse. It's like they're so stressed out. They came in, they get so overwhelmed that they don't do anything at all. The stuck in bed, or even they might be awake and they're you know, scrolling on Facebook on the phone and all of that, but they're spending more time in bed. They're losing their interest in regular activities. So you want to watch. That's why it's so important for you to check in with yourself to see if there's been any changes in your regular behavior, in your regular routine. Yes, all of us have got our routines, you know, <laughs> interrupted right now. There's things that we cannot do. But if you're feeling, if you're finding out that your energy levels either increase or decrease too much. You want to tap, you know, you want to tap into that and kind of say, okay, what's going on here? What do I need? How can I, you know, fill my cup right now? 
well, if it's you know, if you too much energy, then maybe getting some rest. If it's less energy, forcing yourself to do stuff, having people that's going to hold you accountable. Like, hey, I'm let me texting a friend. Well, do today just make sure that if I don't text you by eight o'clock, text me at eight thirty. Ask me if I got out of bed. It could be as simple as that, but that helps you to keep that routine. It helps you to keep doing what you need to do to stay well. For some people, when there are, um, I'm not sure, I'm, I hope it's not a connection issue that people keep, they keep going in and out, but can you guys still hear me okay on your end? Okay, thanks, Dominic. Okay. And we can have up to 100 people in here. So I just making sure that people are not being cut off because of, you know, anything with Zoom. It might just be if you're out, you know, connection might be an issue. But also when we're stressed, a lot of people, if they already were drinking, um, maybe they weren't just, they were just social drinkers, but now they're drinking a little more. Um, maybe they were used to smoke, now they're smoking more. They're, you know, maybe they went from two, um, two cigarettes to now they're smoking a whole pack a day. And then some people will resort, you know, will uh, resort to illegal drugs because they just need something to numb the stress. So, you know, when you start finding that your habits are changing and you're getting turning to more unhealthy, you know, lifestyle, unhealthy habits, it's like, okay, something you need to get, right? Because those unhealthy ha habits will not help you get well, will not even calm the stress. It, it make you might you might think that it's coming to stress, but it's just very momentarily. It's very, you know, temporarily. It's not a long-term solution. And the long-term consequence of that is that your health just deteriorates and we don't want that either. And then most of us, when we're stressed, we become very irritable. Every, we'll snap at people like, you know, <laughs> like every second. It doesn't matter what anyone says or any, what, you know, it's just like you're so short with people. That's another indication that you're stressed out <laughs> that you need to check in with yourself okay what is going on here you know is this anything that someone said or did that triggered me if not then you look like, okay maybe you're just under too much stress and everything becomes too much and you might still be like the energizing bunny where you're still doing it all but you're doing it in a very grumpy way <laughs> that's not healthy either right that's not healthy either so i hope that all of this you know, gives you a chance to start you know, thinking, okay, how have I been doing the past, you know, 10 days since all this, you know, this quarantine started? And then sometimes people will have, now we said talk about trouble sleeping. Sometimes people will have trouble getting out of bed, like, well, you're just sleeping too much. So that's also, you know, something to look at, look into, like just, that's another sign. Um, what I also found out with my own kids, just, I have one of my children, just why not every little thing makes him cry. It doesn't matter what you say, you can say, okay, let's go for dinner. And he's like, this face just don't, literally slowly slowly and then like oh I'm like why are you crying i just think it's dinner time so when you find yourself like every little thing makes you cry that's another indication too that you might be under a lot of pressure a lot of stress right now and then all of us right now have we all have a lot of reasons or good very good reason to all worry but if you're finding that you're checking the news every five minutes that's another concern like that it just raises your anxiety it makes it it did not help you calm down actually makes you more anxious and more stressed. But there you go. Hey, Kathy, I'm sorry. I'm not sure why I keep kicking you out. Maybe just because you're outside. But if you, you know, hopefully you won't miss anything. Well, it's really recorded. I'll send this out to everyone who registered. All right. So in the other thing, sometimes people, in addition to wanting to be, you know, having a hard time getting out of bed, they might just want to be left alone. Yes, right now we're all practicing, you know, what they are calling social distancing. I call it physical distancing because there's a big difference. You know, if you ask those of us who are in the mental field, everyone will tell you, every good counselor, every good psychologist will tell you that we all need human connection. That, you know, we all need to be connected, connected to others in, in order to thrive. And the less you connect with others, the more isolated you feel and the, the more depressed you become. So it's not healthy for any of us to be socially distant. We can be physically distanced and practice those physical distances, but I encourage you to reach out to others. Make, I, I intentionally make a list every day of five people that I'm going to connect with. It could be on Facebook, it could be you know, on any social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, and WhatsApp, even just friends that, local friends or, that I can call you know, on uh, my phone or text. But make, be very intentional about reaching out to people right now because we need that. We need those social interactions. And if you're like me, you're stuck at home with little kids, you also need the adult interaction, talk with someone else who's, who's now whining about food or toys or whatever it is, right? We all need that. 
Okay. The other thing you sometimes you'll find when people are under a lot of stress, they start blaming everyone for everything. And I, I got a chance to talk. I, well, I talked to a lot of people because of the work that I do. Like I said, I'm a counselor and, and life coach, but also just seeing how the things that people are posting online these days, it's like, there's so many finger pointing that it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I actually had a mom, which this broke my heart. I actually had a mom that I've been working with her for a while. I worked with her family, her kids, great kids. But one of her, one of her young adult son just had a nap. And he's like, mom, you caused the virus. And when she said it first, I thought she was joking. So I laughed and I'm like, and then she's like, no, he actually meant it. He was, he was angry. And I'm like, oh, that's just stress. It's so easy. You know, when you're under so much stress, it becomes so easy to blame anybody because your brain is trying to find a um, explanation of what is happening, right? Your brain is trying to find some kind of closure, something that makes sense. You know, especially for us in this culture with my kids, they're like, well, they said that, you know, it, it started in China and somebody in China ate a you know, bad soup and this bad had, um, had the virus and that's how they got the virus. And then everybody's still getting the virus. And my kids are like, who even eats bats, <laughs> right? It doesn't make sense in our culture here. And I was, I was joking with them. I'm originally from uh, Brazzaville, Congo, so I'm from South Central Sorry, not South Central. That's PA. That's where I live now. But I'm originally from West Central Africa. And I was telling my kids that my dad, the grandfather, who actually lives here in the U.S., you know, used to eat bats. I remember being a little girl and, and people dropping bats at the house. And yeah, and we used to be, we had a housekeeper and the, and the a cook and all that. And she was cooking it for my dad. I was like, ah, it's <laughs> really gross. So I was telling my kids, although we, it, we feel so removed from that reality, but if even the people who ate the bad soup, it could have been chicken noodle soup. It doesn't matter what they ate. It was just part of the culture. So even when we can't relate to that, it becomes harder to make kind of our brain to uh, rationalize what happened. So we look for someone to blame. We look for, you know, a reason. We look and sometimes there's no reason at all, you know. And the sad thing is that when we go for all this, now you hear people come to China, the Chinese virus. That's so offensive and honestly very racial, very, you know, <laughs> not good. I can say, I don't like to use a racial term like that. You might not be intentional saying that. I was actually in a meeting, a Christian meeting, um, with women preparing for, preparing for a conference, and someone just said, like, oh, well, hopefully nobody gets the Chinese virus. I'm like, what? It's not a Chinese virus. I find that we're offensive. I'm not even Chinese. I find that we're offensive. Because I have Chinese friends. I, someone's saying, well, that's the African virus. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, but anyway, when we're anxious, when we're overwhelmed, when we're stressed out, we start blaming others. And that's, it's not healthy. It just makes us feel more anxious because at the end, it's not the real solution anyway. Blaming someone does not take the problem away. It just makes us more angry towards the person. And that gets me to my next point. The more, we, the more we're stressed, the more the angry we get. Like we get more angry, we get more anxious because of the stress that we're under. All right, I'm going to pause here and kind of read the comments. All right, so Kathy say that right now, even coffee won't save her. I hear you, my friend. Yeah. And we have Dominic from London. Thank you for being here. Um, Jay said we went from close through April 13 to, oh my goodness, May 5th. Wow. See, we're, we're kind of behind the curve, I guess, because we, right now, we're just closing to May 14. Sorry, April 14. And that was just as of yesterday. So I won't be surprised if we're actually going to May 5th as well. And the the, the weird thing for us is the our school district actually is supposed to close on May 22nd. So if we hit May, like the 5th or whatever day in May, I'm, with my, I'm thinking, what's the point of sending the kids back to school for two weeks? And then they're going to be home for summer anyway. But we'll see, right? Why not take the break? Honestly, any break will help. As a single mom, I know that I've been a lot of, under a lot of stress just trying to keep my kids, you know, occupied and keeping them, you know, their stress level at bay, you know, Kind of you know increases my stress level and i have to be very intentional in taking care of myself all right and then someone said my husband's treating this like a vacation but i don't i feel i have all the added responsibility of the kids and house and that makes it hard and i think in those cases it's when you kind of have to have that conversation with the um the, your partner or over adults in the home it's like we all we're in this together right and it's like i'm a single mom i don't have a choice like in the if I look left and right, everything falls on me. But when there's another adult in the house, it doesn't have to be a spouse. It could be, you know, maybe it's your sister or your cousin or your mom who lives with you guys. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really important right now to have open communication throughout the family with everyone. 
even with even with your kids with my kids we're really you know we're doing a schedule pretty much every single day so that everyone knows what they need to do like today you know i have this webinar i told them after dinner i'm the only one that's going back upstairs you guys are staying down here cleaning and your sister who's almost 14 i said she's going to be the the manager of the of the cleaning crew so she tells you where stuff goes <laughs> you guys follow directions and that's so it, everybody has to pitch in because if if the, if everything falls on you that's an added stress now you're now you're not just stressing about maybe you know not being able to work now you're stressing about the virus stressing about keeping the kids busy stressing about the cleaning you see what i mean it's stress upon stress upon strength stress and that is not healthy for any of us so it's okay to ask for help i really encourage that for all of us i've been asking for help i don't have people who can come here physically and help with my kids but i can you know send my shopping list for friends who are already going out for example um so really asking, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's actually very, very healthy to ask for help. Okay. Oh my goodness, Kathy, that is so right on. Yeah, you stress about stress. That's another, that was another point. It's like you're really stressed about this whole situation, stress about the change of routine, stress about maybe loss of income, but now you start stressing that you're stressed. And that doesn't help either, right? And, and but it's, it's so easy to get, it's so easy, really easy to get there. Because you're like, okay, I shouldn't be stressed. But then you know, I have this, I have that. I have all those things to worry about. Now I shouldn't be stressed. And then you're like, okay, now you're being hard on yourself because you're stressed. And then it just kind of compounds, right? It's literally compounding stress on yourself. So we'll talk a little bit about, before I get into like some of the strategies, in addition to those I already mentioned, I want to also remind you that stress, you feel it in your body. I talked about headaches. But many people, when they're anxious or stressed out, they're still having like belly ache. Some people will get diarrhea, a lot of gastrointestinal issue. If you're already like in the loose side, now you're gonna have constipation. And you're like, okay, like I thought I was dealing with my stress pretty well, but then, you know, not, not to get too, too much information, no TMI here, but I, I'm a pretty regular person. And then now I'm no, I'm no longer regular. I'm like, okay, something has changed in, you know, in, my, in my system here. So it's also the stress that you know, I'm under, although on the outside, I feel like I'm doing okay. And I have my moments and I reach out to friends like Kathy and we talk it out, but my body is re reacting to all the extra stress that I'm under right now. Some people have loss of appetite. And then for those of us who already, maybe you have like some joint or muscle issues, whether it's you know, arthritis or joint pain or fibromyalgia or MS or MD, like if you have any type of joint and muscular issues, you're still finding that it gets you know, amplified. It actually just, your symptoms will increase when you're under stress. I get a lot of muscle twitches, literally, something like it's still in my eyes, but then it's every part of my body. I can literally tell you right now, maybe not this moment, but when it happens, I can pinpoint which muscle is twitching because it's that precise. But that's what stress does to our body. So you, you really have to, you know, watch for all of those. Some people, you know, they get, they're still sweating more often. That's my daughter. It's like, she'll just stop sweating. It's like, I don't know why I'm sweating. I'm like, okay, calm down. Let's, let's, let's regroup here. If you're sweating, you can't tell me where you're sweating. That means there's something underneath it. So whether it's, you know, all those physical symptoms or the, all the emotional symptoms that I've talked about earlier, those are only the tip of the iceberg. I tell people, whether it's any behavior that you see, anything that's visible, it's only, and it's always only the tip of the iceberg. It's only maybe like 10% of what's actually going on because 90% of the real story is under the iceberg, under those feelings, under those, you know, the behavior or the, the action that you're taking. And that's why it's, more, it's really important to get to the root of the issue. Yes, we can't control the virus, but how are you responding to it? What are you telling yourself about this virus, about the situation, about the layoff, about the school closure? The stories we tell ourselves are, then have the power to either you know, rise our mood up or crush it down. So it's very important to start kind of you know, checking your own narrative. If you tell yourself that I'm doomed, this is like someone just said, this is literally, it's World War III. It's the end of the world. We're all stuck. We're all doomed. Like if you didn't go know God, they know so, so long. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on here. If that's how you see it, then so gone for you because you might be physically present, but then, you know, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, you're so detached and you're doing yourself a disservice. So whether it's through journaling that you're going to find a way to process all these emotions, do something to relieve those emotions and you need to find a way to release it. I often say our emotions are just like a sponge. If you get a sponge and you take it under the sink and you get it wet, maybe when you do dishes, for example, you get your sponge wet. 
if you don't squeeze the water out of that sponge, everywhere you carry that sponge, you're gonna be dripping. I want you to just picture that for a little bit. You have a sponge under the sink, it's full of water, night's dripping, it's wet, and you did not squeeze it. And then you're holding that sponge, you try to, you go, try to go to the living room, try to go to your porch, maybe to the bathroom, and guess what? There's water dripping everywhere you go. Same thing with our emotions. If we don't deal with it, then that's how we start dripping. Whether it's yelling at our friends and family, being short with people, whether it's crying, you know, uncontrollably, like all those things, the, all those emotional reactions of stress, or even in your body, physical response as well. That, those are just your emotions dripping out because you did not take the time to fill your cup. You didn't take the time to address those emotional needs. So I don't want you to be dripping everywhere. Your family needs you to be strong right now. And a lot of us here are, you know, are friends that I met on Facebook or like, you know, I think about Jay Cam, we're all businesswomen or leaders, you know, minister leaders. We're all doing work where people depend on us. So whether it's your, your physical family, like your blood family, or whether it's your Christian family or it's your business family, there are people that depend on us. Each one of us, we are invaluable in our own rights. So if we're dripping everywhere, we're doing not only ourselves a disservice, but we're all doing a disservice to everyone else who depend on us. You cannot be fully present if your emotions are dripping everywhere. It just, it, it, you can't. That honestly, at the end, it damages your relationships. And we don't want Corona to be the reason why you're losing clients in your business. We don't want Corona to be the reason why, you know, you and your husband are now like, you know, oh, hanging by a friend. That we don't want that. This is, this is a crisis. Let's not create more crisis by not, you know, by not taking care of ourselves. We, like, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to others. So, again, back to more st strategies here. Changing that perspective, right? You, and you need to, you know, instead of focusing on all that is not going right, you know, focusing on the, the school closure and all of that, start focusing on what's going well or what's getting better. From, I think it was last week, was Friday or Saturday, I was, I don't even check the news. That, that's one point I'm going to get to in a little bit. It, that, not just because of coronavirus, even before that. Because I know my emotional, <laughs> my, my emo the emotional toll that can have on me. I'm such an empath. Like I, that's why I'm a counselor. That's why I'm a life coach. I love to serve people. So I can listen to the news, maybe about shooting somewhere. I'm then thinking about the family of the person, the people involved, if they're getting help. Like, so I, and then I lose sleep over that because I care so much. So knowing that about myself, I preserve myself by limiting how much, you know, how much I watch the news. I don't watch the news, like I said, I, how much I, I expose myself to news if you want. So you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself that way as well. If you're checking the news every five minutes, it's not going to help you, like I said earlier. But I want you to focus on like what the, the good things are, are actually happening. So back to what I was trying to say, I think it was Friday or Saturday that I actually got an email um, from one of the business le leaders that I follow. And they're just saying like, focus on the good stuff. And they've got kind of had just bullet points with links of, you know, good news, not just news about the virus, how bad things are, but good, like that in China, I think they had released the last, um, the last patients out of the, the hospital that were just like, for, they're just for people who had the virus. They actually released the last patient. So that's progress. That's good. And then I think they said all Apple stores in China are now open. People are getting back to work. That's positive. So even just saying that, like my energy is rising, right? Because it's something that's positive, something that's good. It fuels you then to think positively as well. So I really encourage you to start focusing on that. Look around you. The communities now are all, no, maybe we're not so close. We're not you know, supporting one another. People are coming together. I went to the dollar store today because I needed a black erase mar marker for um, my whiteboard. And I came home, someone, I've, I've just found it was actually a friend of mine. She had extra groceries. She just dropped off my porch. I didn't ask for it. it, it obviously, it's going to help, and I appreciate it. But this is how communities getting together. People are helping one another. On Sunday, I got people texting me, asking if I needed something from the store, because I know I have three kids and have you know, physical limitation myself. So people are actually getting together. People maybe are never texting me before, you know, are reaching out. And that's just like for my personal life. But I see even as in, in, the, in my field, working in human services, there are more townships now doing, you know, food banks that they didn't plan before. Schools are actually now feeding kids, all kids, not just kids who qualify for reduced lunches or free lunches. They're feeding all kids, you know, breakfast and lunch every Monday through Friday. Or the kids can pick up the lunches, you know, a few of them at a time. 
So just think and focus on the positive. And like if it, in mental health, for example, for a long time, many insurances were not even covering um, telehealth. Like you couldn't, you had to go see a counselor or a psychiatrist or psychologist in the office if you couldn't make it there too bad. But now because of the virus, now people are able to have more access to professional help through you know, telehealth. They can you know, use whether it's Zoom or whatever technology they're using. Just now you know, an expansion, you know, if you want, of services. And it's being covered by insurance. That's something good. Right? And you think about even for the virus itself, here in Pennsylvania, I think that of last week they expanded more testing sites for the virus. That is something good. So try to focus on the good thing. Focus on the good things that are happening around you, in you, through you, in your family, good news that you're seeing in, on Facebook. Every single day, look for something to be grateful for. And it's not to be personal in your own life. Like the fact that we're all here, right? That's something to be grateful for. I don't take any day for granted. Like, honestly, those of you who know my story, you, you know why. But for me, like just the gift of life, we don't deserve it. God gives it to us every single day. You know, so trying to practice that gratitude and focusing on the good stuff and the good news that, you know, things around you and within your reach as well. And that helps you stay well. And then most importantly, focus on the things that you can control. Nobody can control the virus. I can't control the virus. I mean, even the government with, with, with all the good, right intentions, even the CDC and, you know, the, um, the who, like all of them, like all those health professionals, as much as they care about us, as much as they have the right intentions, no human being can control the virus. Let's just be honest. We're all doing the best we can. What we control is how we, we limit exposure, right? We follow the we follow the recommendation of washing your hands and staying home and cleaning the surfaces, you know, not touching your face, which is really hard for me, as you can see. Um, but that's, that's all what we can control. We can control what we can control we need to control, sorry, what is within our reach. And the things that we cannot control, like the way, I, the way I deal with this virus, since I cannot control the virus, I do what I can and I give it the rest to God. You know, I literally cast my cares and gifts to him in prayer. And that gives me peace, just knowing that he who holds the whole world can control this virus. And things are improving. Things are improving. Not even as sad as it is that we had to have people, some people die because of the virus, but it seems like, you know, what even the CDC and all the um, scientists are now learning how this virus functions and that helps them be more proactive in treatment moving forward. So I'm sad that it, we have to get to the virus to get more advancement in science and medicine, but that is something good that came out of it. Some of us, like I think myself you know, included, I needed a physical break because of all this, the stuff that I've been doing with work, and this allowed me to slow down. So focus, you know, focus on the things that you can control. All right, and then get the facts. Like if you are the one of the people who want to follow the Volvo news and you need to know the numbers, I don't. Like I, I usually hear from you know, third parties, like how many cases we have in my county or my state. I personally don't follow that because I need a boundary for my own emotional wellness. But if you need to be checking, I'll say limit how often you check the news, but also make sure you're checking the right sources. For all this virus, you know, the CDC, which the Centers for Disease Control is where you want to go. And then who the World um, Health Organization, these are probably the only two places that are like, you know, you'll get straight facts from. So that you just have the facts and you know, and you don't let that again, you know, consume you either. Use as a prayer request. That becomes the reason for you then know, know how to pray. If you were checking numbers, then if you know like in one state they had more cases, increase your prayers for that state. But also help your body relax. Help your body relax. You can't control the stress that's already happening, that all the things are out of our control, but you can control how you react to it. And whether it's listening to music, listen, putting an you know, app on your phone, there's a lot of sound apps that just sometimes just have them playing in the background because I, it, it just really helps myself and my kids just have a more calm demeanor. Sometimes, I, I, a lot of time, I'll put worship music on, I'll put sermons just playing. It's not like I'm even intentionally listening to it, but just create an atmosphere of positivity, atmosphere of faith instead of fear. So surround yourself with things that increases your faith, things that strengthens your you know, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness during this time. 
and also exercise as much as you can. And whether it's just at home with the kids doing some stretches, that's good. But the more, because the more your body moves, the more you are, the body is able to, um, to create those hormones that helps us feel good. So all these endorphins, you need that. Whether it's doing the treadmill at home or doing, like my daughter goes up and down the step, I don't know how many times. I can't do that. I say more power to her. But you do whatever you can to get your, your body moving and so that you can still releasing some of those endorphins. That helps all of us for both for physical and mental and emotional wellness. Meditate. Like that, that, that is, you know, I guess <laughs> it does not require any more further explanation. Like that just takes that time to quiet yourself. And just to kind of be present. Well, even for just two or three minutes or five minutes, how much you can tolerate, but to be present. Because often the more we worry about the things ahead, the more anxious we feel. The more we worry, you know, the more we focus on the things in the past, usually the more depressed we feel. All we have control of is this moment here, right? I can't go back and change that the virus happened, you know, a few weeks back. And I can't even go ahead of time and say, well, the schools needs to be open on this date because I need this kid, out, my kids out of my house. I, I wishful thinking, right? But I can't control that either. So if I'm focusing so much I, I know, in the future, I'm just going to be more anxious about, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And if I'm focusing so much on what happened, how we got here, then I'm just going to be so depressed. Oh, this world is doomed. Neither one of them helped me stay well. All I have control over, how, what you have control over is this moment. This moment. In this moment, how can you, you know, make this, make this time more beneficial for you and your family, for your, your business, for your community? How can you even turn this crisis into something good? So I'll get to that in a little bit, but let's finish the list of, you know, things to do to relax. Even just taking a bubble bath. Now that we're stuck at home, we all should have time for bubble bath, if that's something that you enjoy. I know I do. I'm putting my lavender in there, my Epsom salts. That really helps me. Just help my muscles relax. And I need that. And I make my kids do the same. Um, and even just creating that bedtime routine. Stress already makes it hard for us to either, you know, to get good sleep, whether you sleep, you're not getting enough or you're sleeping too much. So creating a bedtime routine helps you then get the sleep that you need, but also helps your brain know that everything's okay because I'm in control of this routine. The more structure you put in your, you, you put in your life, the more the structure, that structure becomes a habit. And the more it's a habit, the more it creates pathways in your brain that your brain ingrains that as normal. So I will just let you just let that sink in a little bit. There's a lot of things you cannot control, but you can control how you spend your time. You can control how you react. You can control, you know, what you do with this, you know, quarantine time. You control that. So create a routine that will help you be more productive even. So thinking about productivity, maybe are there things that you wanted to do around your house that you didn't get to do? If you're like me, there's always plenty of cleaning that needs to be done, right? Maybe every day, you know, putting it, one or two things on your list that you want to clean. Maybe there's a project, a home improvement project that you started, started and never finished. Or maybe you wanted to start, but never got to it. Now you have a chance to do that. Use this time wisely. Don't, don't, no, don't wait after, I guess, in whether it's May or, you know, that we get out of this and you're like, oh my goodness, what did I do all this time? You know, do not waste time. Time is, you know, time is always, always valuable, right? Whether we're in crisis or out of crisis. Learning new skills. There's now, there's so many online options right now, whether it's in Udemy or it's all different, you know, you know, edX is looking also, there's a lot of places you can now learn, learn something new. Use this time to learn, learn a new language. Duolingo is one of the good apps that, you know, people use for language, learning a new language. But it helps you use that time wisely. And again, the more you do something productive, something enjoyable, your brain is also, you know, recording that, that time and that activity as, this is normal, this is good, I'm in control of this. And even just saying that helps release the anxiety, release the stress. And even for your kids, teach your kids a new skill. So like for, I have done on this week, you know, this week for my, my boys, I have a goal to actually teach them, and it, it's gonna take time, but teach them how to use the washer. You know, like my eight-year-old can read now, so, and my six-year-old, all he can't read, but he's very visual. So if he knows that it's a button in the corner left, in the left corner, like he can follow. Not that I'm gonna let them do laundry all the time by themselves, but this is a chance for us to learn to do that, like, you know, to start learning some skills. You know, and whether it's in washing their own cups after breakfast, 
So things that I wanted to work with them anyway, now we got time to do it. But it also help all of us feel more, you know, like in a normal routine. Whatever normal was for you before, before all of this. Keep as much structure in your life as you can, and especially in the life of your kids as well. Set goals. Say, if we're going to you know, it, maybe we can't set goals for, you know, six weeks, because we don't know how long this is going to last. But set goals for each week. This week, I want to get this done. And focus your energy on that. Like for me, actually, I started as a certification uh, program that I had to finish. I had it on my to-do list, but I don't know how many months. Guess what? I'm almost done. <laughs> I have like three hours of, of learning to do it and I have to take the test and I'm done. Because again, I was very intentional about not letting this time go to waste. I set those goals and I pursue them and then also share with someone else. So for me, I was sharing with friends. Hey, I have to get this done. Like, How's it going? And same for my kid. I asked them, what do you want to get, get done this week? Yes, they have some schoolwork and I have you no know, work with some life skills around the house, but also for themselves. You know, my son wanted to learn how to uh, bake this. And certainly he, he loves to bake, so, but there was a certain recipe that he wanted to try. So we have that on the list to do this weekend. But also that gives us, again, a sense of normalcy and a sense of like routine that we all need. All right. Check in my notes here, see what I, want, what I missed and what I want to add. I'll pause here. If you guys have any questions, add in the comments here. I'm going to read what you have so far. Yeah, Christine says, yes, that's when, that's me. Whenever I get upset, I can't eat. Yep. I, 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 I'm, with, I'm there with you. Yeah. Oh, good. So at least like I said earlier, we're not alone, right? We're, we're in this together. You realize that you know, however stress impacts you, there's someone else that deals with the same thing, probably. Uh, maybe in a different way, but we're all dealing with some kind of, you know, with stress at different levels, for sure. So with the routine, like we said, like setting that schedule, but also making sure that while you're trying to keep a sense of, you know, normalcy, that you are getting out of bed as if you're going to work, as if, you know, things were still okay. Getting out of work, showering, brushing your teeth, getting dressed. Making yet you don't you don't have to dress up you know if you don't want to I'm not saying but at least making a point to get out of bed and getting out of your PJs, and I'm sure like myself included like the first week I'm just like oh I'll just I'll be in my PJs and I realize it'll be like 12 o'clock I didn't do anything all morning and I'm like oh no just it just makes you like blah right it doesn't help at all with our mental and emotional wellness. So setting that routine that you are still taking care of yourself physically and that you're forcing yourself to eat, right? Put down your schedule too. Getting up, getting dressed, eating your breakfast, putting down your schedule. It's good both for mental and emotional you know, wellness. And leaving time for, you know, for act leisure activity. Whether, you know, whether it's like, like baking or it's watching a movie or it's playing a game. Make sure that in that schedule that you're setting for yourself, you're building time to do things that relaxes your brain and that also make, increases your joy, which they get increase your endorphins and make you happier. And they're spending time with the people that matter to you. Whether it's going to be, you know, calling them on the phone or Skype or whatever you connect with them, you need those connections and make sure you're planning that, blocking it on your schedule for each day. You don't have to assign a time to it if you don't want to. But even if you say, well, after lunch, you know, I'll call, you put a list, make a list of those people. And it's really, really intentional. And make sure also, for those of us who have kids, I'm going to you know, close up with this, that you are limiting your kids' exposure to media. Everything that you read on Facebook, your kids don't have to read all of that. And they don't have to know all the details. Give them the facts. Because yes, they need to know why they're not going to school, why they can't go to the pool or the library. So give them the facts. Give them what they need to know at their level. But also give them good news. So some of the good news that I'm asking to focus on, those are the good news you want to share with your kids because that also helps them to be more positive. It helps them to feel more relaxed about this whole situation. And then we assure them that they're going to be safe, that you as a parent, as a caregiver, you're doing everything you can to keep them safe. But also that no matter what, that you're always there. We have, because someone, especially for young kids or you know, for those of us who, who have family members with um, disabilities, sometimes they're still fearing or people are dying. That means I might wake up one day and my loved one is not there anymore. We want to reassure them that, you know, nobody controls tomorrow. That's, you know, that's a fact. But as long as you are here, as you're doing everything you can to stay alive and that you're making sure that your loved one and yourself, that, you know, you're in this together. 
that you're going to support one another and you're going to keep that routine so everybody has that sense of normalcy because we all need that and be a role model so as you and not just for people of kids but all of us who care as parents but think about it as a leader for your business a leader for your ministry as a leader even on facebook your tribe however whoever you lead all of us are leaders the people looking out you know, looking up to you whether you want it or not or whether you know it or not the people looking up to us so how you carry yourself through this crisis, how you run your business through this crisis, how you minister to others through this crisis are lessons that you're teaching others. If your perspective is that we're doomed, this is the end, why even try? Then that's what your kids are hearing, that's what your tribe is hearing, that's what your clients are hearing, and that does not help them. So all the things that I share here, whether it's you no know, helping your body relax, being productive, setting a routine, you know, just changing your perspective, focusing on what you can control, all of those things, do that for you, but also do it for others who depend on you. People need you. They need you now is the time to lead. And it's so easy to just say, oh my goodness, no, I can't do anything else. I'm just gonna just, yeah, this is too much for all of us. We'll just, I'll just be here and just wait for this to go, right? All of us probably at one point or another for this crisis, like, can I just hide in my bed under my cover and just wait for this to be over? But that's not how we deal with crisis. Each one of us here can probably name at least one, two, maybe five or 10 things that you overcame in your life that you had no idea how you're gonna get through it. But you're here, here you are. You live through it and you can tell the story, right? But that means, that tells me that you're resilient. Each one of us in our own ways, you are resilient. And this crisis is not here to break you. It's here to make all of us stronger, all of us. So I'm gonna be wrapping up here. If there's any questions, anything, any of our strategies, what are you using right now? What are you doing right now in your own life that's helping you kind of stay calm and stay calm and stay uh, positive and minimize that the anxiety and stress that that's you know so rapid right now? So if you want to share in your com in the comments, I'll share you no know, read it out loud here too, so that people are getting the recording gets to um, hear it. Because I'm sure all of us again have a lot to share, right? <laughs> you might not think that you have a lot to share, but it, you might be doing something that someone else did not think about. So I'll give you a chance here to share in the comments. Or if you want to speak too, you can just unmute yourself or ask me to unmute you. I can do that as well. But I want to give you a chance here in the last few minutes we have. I want to I want to hear from you. What's working for you right now? And so that we can all learn from each other. Yeah, as I said, that my kids are laughing in the hallway. Just reminding me also to say laughter is the best medicine. So if you're not a fan of sitcoms and comedy shows, this might be the time to watch those because you need that. The more you laugh also, the more, you know, you, you, know, you get that endorphin going and we all need that. If you maybe you don't like comedy, but you like those funny cat shows on YouTube, go ahead and do that. <laughs> go ahead and watch those. Yeah, Christine said, when I listen to gospel music, yes, I'm with you. Kathy says, fresh air really helps me within the last hour. Whoo, I'm glad. I'm glad you got to do, be, on, be outside, get your fresh air, get your walk in, and then still be with us as well. Awesome. Yes, I'm glad you took the time as well. And some of those things too, if it's something you have not tried before, I encourage you, try something new for self-care. Try something new for emotional, mental, spiritual wellness. And it might, this is a time to try, right? Because you have, we all have time on our hands right now. <laughs> so use that time wisely. Yeah. Use that time wisely. So as, as the comments are coming, I wanted to share with you here briefly too. Um, for those of you who follow me, you've probably seen, got an email about this and seen this on my page. But I often do um, a program called Your Five Steps to Emotional Wellness where we meet, it's six sessions. Usually we used to do it uh, once a week for six weeks. We meet like one hour at a time. But I'm starting the one next week and we're gonna do actually meet twice a week so that it's only three weeks, so, no, instead of six weeks. So it's shortened the length, but you're getting, it's more intense because you're getting two sessions um, during the week. And usually this, this is at a way higher price, but my way of giving, of giving back, it's you know, having, workshops, webinars like this to kind of support you, but also reducing all my prices. So right now, the group that is, I'm gonna post it here in the comments so you see it, but um, 
the group that's usually it's six sessions for people who come to me for uh, a one-hour session that's probably what you guys will be paying if you sign up for this you're paying for actually six session altogether so it's only a hundred dollars for six sessions working with me um if you go in there you'll see what others maybe i'll just open it so i can read some of the oops what did i do here read some of it for you if you don't know switch pages but um so in this program we worked on emotional wellness in as a whole um but we start by identifying where are you right now like how are you feeling like kind of doing that check-in what i call like take your temperature <laughs> so you take your temperature to actually identify where you are right now and then so the way we take that temperature we talk about it but i also give you an evidence-based self-assessment that you do on your own time and then all you have to do like i if you want to you can share the results with me and it kind of tells you where you are it checks your level of stress of anxiety and depression um, the tool that we use, you know, for those of you in the field, is the DAS21. Um, so actually, and you answer questions on your own, but it actually assess your level of stress, depression, anxiety. It tells you if it's normal, mild, moderate, or severe. And the, why I do that in the beginning is so that you know how, where you were when you started. And then we do, the, we do it again, usually around session, uh, session four, and then at the, uh, at the end for session six, so that you can see for yourself you know where you are and how those numbers are, cha are, are changing for you my goal as you know as a clinician is that I'm, as i'm working with you that gives me also data to say hey they maybe they were at a moderate um level of anxiety and then now they're mild that's progress right and maybe for mild now you by the time you're done you're at normal and that is progress i remember the first time actually i launched this program two years ago two and a half years ago a lady took it she had oh my goodness she had so much going on her own health her um, marriage and then she had a daughter was in and out of psychiatric hospital it was a lot and at the end of the program she took it she was if it was normal she's like shoot nothing has changed i'm like okay tell me more she's like well, nothing has changed in my circumstances but i change i change the way i look at things i change the way i react at things i change the way i take care of things and then because of that her level of stress and depression anxiety decreased so again, like I said, you know, before there's a lot that we cannot control, but we can control what how we take care of ourselves during this time, and this is a great program to do that. And then and some of the other things that we talk about it through the program is once you know your numbers, you know where you are, then we start looking at okay, what are those triggers, what's leading to that, what are those things that set you off, and then we from there we look at um, how can you take care of yourself. We actually each person creates what I call a a wellness toolbox. You know, and you, some people will get like plastic bins from the dollar store and they put stuff with a shoebox. That's up to you. Some people just give a, keep a list of things on their phone, but we actually work together for you to have kind of a, it's like more of your mercy kit. You know, some of, most of us are like first aid kits in the cars, you know, in the homes. It's the same way, but only this is more focused on emotional wellness and your mental health. So it's spiritual health as well. So we do all of that. And then at the end, we kind of create a plan which is it's more it's your wellness plan where you, you know based on all that you learn about yourself from throughout the five sessions in the sixth session you create a plan to help you move forward you know and kind of maintain what you learn so that you don't regress by wherever you progress and so that's kind of what the, the part the group program covers but i love it because people not only I have people who did it two and a half years ago the first time i launched this and they were very 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 pleased with it but also they actually friendships and that help them stay well because we all need those connections so I'll read here briefly some of the things that once we click on that link it will tell you what um, what I'm reading here but since I'm on here right now I'll read it so I have someone who said I've worked with Shu over the last year in short my life is forever changed for the better because of her I can't recommend her highly enough and and I'm not here to brag that you know I did I tell people you do the work I can be here you know, preaching it to the cows come home, right? I can share all the knowledge I have from all the certifications I have in the field, but people have to do the work in order to see the change, in order to see the transformation. That's where, and that's the key. The key to transformation is action. <laughs> it is action, because if you don't act on what you're learning, then it's not worth it. And someone else says, she and her staff are very professional and a true blessing to work with. She's helped to transform my mental health journey. I'm now able to pass my experience onto others others just as she has she she was there when i didn't know who else to turn to during a very rough time in my life 
and that, you know, I tell people, you know, I'm here no matter what. And even people who I no longer work with on a day-to-day -day basis, they know that they can always come back and schedule a session whenever they need to because we all need someone to talk to. And sometimes it's, it's, it's not even a real session just to check in. They'll be like, hey, can I talk to you for five minutes? I'm like, sure. You know, I'll call me or I'll call you when I'm done with, you know, whatever I'm doing. Um, but it, we're all there to help one another. You know, you, those of you who know me know that I struggle with a lot of these. Like I, in some, it's, it's public information now. It's all in my books. You know, I was in the psychiatric hospital, what, 12 years ago? You know, struggled with bad depression, PTSD, anxiety, like, bad like I'll I'll get to the store and have a panic attack I never know where I was that's where I came from <laughs> so when I entered this field it was not just because oh this mental health is no you know it's a new thing it's the, it's the best new thing now I entered the field because I didn't want others to go for what I went through I want to be the solution and not you know perpetrate the problem so anyway someone else says she is not just knowledgeable in counseling she also has pretended life experience that allows her to not just listen to you, but to really hear your heart and to guide you onto a path of healing and living a fulfilling life. You can just tell that she's a writer, just the way she writes it. Uh, she is a remarkable professional who rises above many of her peers with her strong clinical knowledge, trauma-focused care, and, and her unquestionable compassion. She has supported my family through many struggles and we're grateful for the treatment she provides with grace that Ultimately, ultimately inspires hope. I can't talk today. I will give her a dozen stars if I could. And that's someone is actually on the call tonight. Thank you. You know who you are for believing that. Um, but anyway, so thank you all. That's what I had for today. Any questions? Um, all right. So today I let the kids pick their schedule for schoolwork. Good. I spend more time in prayer today, and my post-adoption agency send me webinars I can listen to. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Use this time wisely. And I like how you're empowering your kids to pick their own schedule because that also helps them feel in control. It helps it's something that they can feel in charge of. And that's really good. That's really good. All right, I'm trying to. Oops. Okay, I'm trying to read the messages here. Karen, I'll get back to you. For some reason, I can't open. I see that you sent me a message, but I can't read it. It just says shoe. So I will reach out to you later if that's okay on Facebook. All right. Any questions, guys? Ladies, sorry. Keep forgetting there's mostly women here now. <laughs> any questions? All right. Well, if we don't have any questions, I'm going to let you all enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, okay. I will reach out to you. Um, I see now. I see questions. <laughs> for those of you, um, just in general, for those of you who um, might not be able to attend right now, I want you to know that if you need this right now, I need you to reach out to me. Like I, 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 I have, I, I don't like money being the reason why people don't get the help they need. Um, so if you can reach out to me, please, 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 you know who you are, uh, but I don't have your email here since then. I don't have your name on here, but you all should have my email. Um, but I'll put, also put it here in the message. And Karen, I got your message and I will respond. The answer is yes, <laughs> um, but I will send you emails where when we're done here. All right. So my email is shoe at graceandhopeconsulting.com. And that's my website as well. If you want to read more about what I do and who I am, that's where you'll find it. Um, but so that's my email. So please email me and we'll figure something out. I want you to be part of this and I want you to, to get the support you need right now. We all need this. All right, ladies. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And if I can help with anything and just yeah, my email is there, send me an email and then I hope I can support you. Um, also like on the website, if you go to my website, you'll find that the links to my pages, Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, um, the YouTube, there's a lot of resources I share there. Um, Cause especially right now we all need, we all need one another. And even if you're not, you know, it's not something you have to like look at every minute, but I'm thinking like for right now, I might be like folding laundry and I have like a sermon in the, in the background, you know, again, because I need to fill my cup myself. All right. I love you all and I wish you all well. I'm praying that God continues to sustain all of us.
because at the end of the day, he's a protector, he's a healer, and he's the source of a help. You know, he's the, the help in times of need. So I love you all and you all in my prayers. Thank you again for being here. All right, God bless. Thank you.